I've got a hot take for you, Troy. What's your hot take? That we shouldn't have come back for 2024. Okay. See you, mate. Have a good one. Oh, he's shut down. He's turned his camera off and it sounds like he's walking out of the room. Um, that was a joke, everyone. We're, we're coming back swinging in 2024. Um, Troy, are you there? Let's open the hotline, baby. Oh! And welcome back to Who's There, a Doctor Who podcast. My name is Troy, his name is Crispy, and we're the hotline that accepts your calls from anywhere in time and space. And today, we're taking some of your hottest Doctor Who takes. Crispy, how are you doing, man? I'm fantastic. What? How are you? I'm good. I'm excited for season three of Who's There. Bit of a yes. fresh look of paint now. I'm sorry, I just, that, that intro, it just sounded different. What are we what are we doing for season three? This is also so new to me. I've been thinking about this for sleepless nights for the past three months of my life. No, you definitely didn't text me in the middle of December saying I can't sleep, I'm thinking about the podcast. Correct. Correct. He did that. He actually did that. And then I was I still awake, so I was playing Baldur's Gate 3. Well, but we neither of us have good sleep schedules. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Who's There a Doc 2 podcast with a fresh look at paint. And Crispy <gasps> gets most of the credit here because he literally did a presentation. But we decided it was important, Crispy, for the name to have a purpose. Who is yeah. there? You're there. And we're about who, to take what? some of your calls. Who's that? The audience is there. The audience is there. Well, I hope they are. I hope they've not they've not left us in our time away. The gap was his idea as well, so he, he did the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Troy, Troy, can I can I uh, tell you a joke? You can tell me a joke. Uh knock knock. Who's there? The audience. That's right. We are accepting your calls from all of time and space. We have set up a thing on speakpipe.com, which is basically a place where you can leave voicemails for us. And this is something we've wanted to test for a while. And we've got a few voicemails today. It's all very exciting. It's very, very, very exciting. exciting. And by the time this episode goes up, we will start taking in some of your calls for future episodes. We won't necessarily do it one a week. We may do some bulk recordings. So keep an eye on our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Who's There DW. We will post and also in the Discord server to let you know what the theme is. And it will also say on the website, the current topic is blah. And we want you guys, anyone and everyone who listens to the podcast to submit your audio clips on that topic. We're going to ask people to aim for around 30 seconds. No over that, because if it's much longer, then pacing will be a bit tough on the podcast. And for the patrons, in case you're worried, you're still going to get your one minute hotlines because we are going to start doing what crispy every month. We are going to have a, I kind of called it a monthly news roundup, but exactly. our live episodes are going to be these big events where we talk about the month that's just been and talk about whatever Doctor Who news came up and we'll just accept a bunch of callers on that. It's, it's going to be fun. So the show is changing, but Troy and I will still be the heart of it, but you guys will be more involved. I think it's just a win-win-win for everyone. You know what they say, Crispy, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Wow. Is that a song lyric? I don't know. I've heard it somewhere, but oh, I'm just, it's just beautiful. my wisdom. It's my wisdom. It, it knows no bounds. It knows no bounds. But I think we should take our first caller, don't you? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's, let's have right. a look. Let's have a look. It's from Toxic. Who, toxic. What's your Doctor Who hot take? Oh, gosh, I hope it's not a toxic Doctor Who hot take. Here we go. Oh. Hello, Mr. Pro and Mr. Archer. My hot take is that the Sonic sunglasses are overly hated. I have not seen a single person say they like the Sonic sunglasses, which I think is outrageous. I would rather have Sonic sunglasses than remote control Sonic. Let me know your thoughts. 
Wow. These Sonics. What have you got there? Oh, my gosh. I'm all about wearable technology, baby. <laughs> Don't look at my browser history. Oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, 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 oh gosh. Oh, jeez. What's that bit over? Um, yeah, what, 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 what are your thoughts on the, the Sonic sunglasses? I have them in my drawer. Does that not tell you that I like that? No. I, in lieu of a screwdriver, no. Alongside a screwdriver, yes. I think once we had the combination of them, especially like in Twice Upon a Time, a bit of a mix of both, I was like, that's that's fine. But in Series 9, where it was just the glasses, every time you got them out, I was like, come on, mate. Where's your screwdriver? Come on. Where's your screwdriver, mate? Come where is on. it? Get your screwdriver out, lad. You've got screws to drive. What's going on? <laughs> um, I... I think I liked the idea that Moffat was going for because I think he said in an interview that it was more for children to feel like they can be the doctor whenever, you know, they grab their parents' sunglasses or whatever and then, oh, suddenly they're the doctor. I get it. It's kind of cool. A little bit cringe, maybe, but Doctor Who is usually a little bit cringe, isn't it? I mean, I just think of resolution. I guess we have to talk to each other. What? The Wi-Fi scene. Ugh. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. Bring it's it back, It's worse than though. our actual internet connection in this podcast half the time. It seems to be all right today, and I'm actually surprised by don't that. Don't jinx it. Don't oh, jinx no. it. Oh, no. Touch wood. But you know what? Sonic sunglasses don't work on wood, when, so we're uh, in trouble. When it, but, it, uh, it, uh, it, uh, it. So, Capaldi. Crispy, is that a hot take? Do you agree or do you disagree? Yeah, look, my opinion is that... It, what? Clara? It, what? Danny Stink? Uh, Benny. 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 <laughs> I'm going to say they are off. overhated. I'm, going, okay. I'm, I'm saying overhated. I think they deserve some criticism, but I think they probably got more than their due, which can be said about a lot of Doctor Who. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Troy, do you have any hot takes? Do I have a hot take? Yeah, think, think about it in the back of your mind. We can come. We can circle back, but I'm okay. just going to plant, plant that seed in your head right now. And let okay. it blossom as this podcast well, progresses. I'm going to bi-generate the scene. I'm going to put one back in your head so it starts cooking as well. Did you say bi-generate? I did indeed. That's a separate. That's a separate episode. I'm gonna. And it I'm might actually, be one coming very soon. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, I was about to say I could. I could rant for a while on that. Hey, mate, um, listen, listen. I took your notes about our pacing. You know, you know. We're not going to have 20 minutes of my hyperfixations. We're keeping to the point. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could talk about some of your hyperfixations. How's your week been? We usually you have some kind you of You don't catch want up. to open the door to my hyperfixations. I already mentioned it. The last month has been nothing but Baldur's Gate 3. You I'm want to open that door, you, it's not though. getting shut. Well, when, when will that door shut? I don't know. I can't stop <laughs> playing it. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think I've done anything nearly as interesting as Baldur's Gate 3 in the last month. That's of I want to see you play that. I want, I want you to get it. I want you to buy an Xbox, buy Baldur's Gate, and we'll play it online together. We'll stream Maybe it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Okay, there you go. Everyone comment down below that you want that to happen. We'll make it happen. Crispy. If a, yes. What's the next hot take? Oh. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, gosh. I want to hear people's opinions. Some of these are longer, by the way. That's why I mentioned the half an hour thing. I didn't really give people a runtime in the Discord server. They got an early heads up. So you maybe should join the server to hear things early if you want sometimes. But uh, yeah, some of these are a bit long, which is why I'm saying let's try and keep it to 30 seconds going forward. Because I don't want to hear you for that long. God, no, if you watch our videos, it doesn't mean I have to listen to you for more than a 30 oh, seconds. It's ridiculous. Ugh. Okay, so we have, we have another one here from Reese. Okay. Hello there. Hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. Takes that are hot. There are many hot takes out there. Some good, some not so good. 
yeah, so for mine, I decided to go for something a bit different than the typical, oh, this thing's overrated or this thing's underrated, because frankly, that's quite boring. So my take's going to be something that's not necessarily the spiciest, but something I think needs to be discussed more. And that is, I believe the Paradigm Daleks and the whole concept around them would have been the best thing for the Daleks going forward until Muffet scrapped them, which he did. So I guess that doesn't really matter. And more spicier one, however, is I believe Danny Pink would have been a more interesting companion than Clara Oswald. Fight me. But well, don't actually fight me, I'm not that strong. Yeah, that's enough from me. Um, happy Easter. Merry Christmas, and so on. Uh, yeah, see ya. Wow. Troy's whipped out a pretend gun mm-hmm. uh, at that last hot take. We could get You know, you there. know the meme? <laughs> you know the meme they had us in the first half, not going to lie? Yeah. The first hot take, I was like, you know what? He's right. The Paradigm Daleks were cool. I will die on that hill. I really liked them, and I hate that a bit of criticism made Moffat just basically go, oh, no, I can't talk, use them anymore. I, I honestly thought he would have been like more firm in his ideas than that. I don't know whether it was like early showrunner jitters or what, but... I think they were good. And the idea of them having roles, a drone Dalek, a scientist Dalek, that sounded cool. I was I was mm. down for that. Although I don't know what Eternal was meant to be. Uh the 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 prophecy. It can see into the future. It's more of the strategy, you know? I can't tell if you're making that up or I made it up because okay. I am hashtag crispy for showrunner. Put me in the role. If you put me in the role, the paradigm Daleks will come back. Alright? Okay, oh there you go. I, you got my vote. You got my vote. Thank you. Gosh. There you go. But saying Danny would have been a better companion than Clara. Now, this is, uh, for legal reasons, a 3D printed gun. Uh, I'm going to aim this at the camera. It's aimed at you, Reese. Never say that again, or I will never speak to you again. Are that's we clear? A threat. That's, that's an overt threat, Reese. If it's Danny okay. Pink was the companion, he would have been Danny Stink. I think there's a lot of potential with Danny Pink. I don't know if he would have been better. I think that Danny's first season was stronger than Clara's first season. In terms of character. His only season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bro got Rest hit by a peace. car. I don't think he's having another season, mate. I'm sorry. Did you hear? No. Uh... Did you hear recently? I, I don't know if it was some expanded media, but apparently it was Missy driving that car that killed Danny. Yeah, apparently. What's all that about? I, I buy that completely. I buy that Missy would do that because, I mean, She's without like, him oh, dying, the whole sorry. plan doesn't work. True. True. So, I, just, she has I no think problem that's so people. funny. No. No. As we know. For Danny, she didn't want him to say something nice. She killed him before he could say something nice. Yeah. Tragic. One of the biggest losses in Doctor Who history, I say. No, Up there with... Uh, who else did we lose? Ursula losing everything but her face. Oh. Who? <laughs> Love and Monsters. Oh, my gosh. I watched that recently. Yes. That that pavement joker is still not very good. Ah, oh, very good. Next caller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Troy, here's... I've got a hot take for you. I've got a, per, I've okay. got a hot take What's from me. What's your hot me. take? I don't know if we've really touched on it that much. I'm sure we have discussed it briefly. But mm-hmm. I think that the whole Disney Plus integration should have started with Shooty's first season. Ooh. Not the 60th specials. Not Shooty's Christmas special. I think it should have been started at 
season one, what they're calling it. I think it's confusing for the general audience as to what exactly is going on, especially since they named the Church of Ruby Road Special Four. You know, it's not the Xmas that was special. Weird. That's straight. I don't know. I think I think it is a confusing jumping on point for people so far. I think it will correct itself once Shooty's first season comes around. But as far as jumping on points and rebranding and everything, I think it's just been a little bit clunky in that regard. But I can understand it timeline-wise. But yeah, Troy, your thoughts? I would disagree, although I get your point of view. That's my way mm-hmm. of saying you're wrong. Yeah. No, I, I do I do fully get it. I think the draw for them probably was you ask the average non-UK Doctor Who viewer or Doctor Who well, like a member of public, if they know everything of Doctor Who, most likely they're either going to know Matt Smith or David Tennant. But my, I'd hedge my bets on going David Tennant is like the face that's on a lot of Doctor Who merch people have seen hanging around, that kind of thing. They know David Tennant, oh, he was on Doctor Who, he's on that British show. Yes. So like having that iconic name tied to it as it comes back might make people go, oh, he was in it before. Let's see if this is any good. And then they're drawn in by Shooty. True. Because you've also got the argument of if you start with season one, you're missing Shooty's first two episodes. Granted, one's only like a third of it, but that is a chunk of Shooty gone that you don't see. So Mm. I know what you're saying. It is like plot-wise a strange jumping on point, but I think it's the lesser of two evils to have those specials there for the Americans. Plus they got Neil Patrick Harris drawing them in. Oh, gosh. Gosh, he can draw me in You know what I say to that? That's all well, right. That's all right then. then. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Troy. Troy, my yes. boy. You want another call? I want another call. Throw a call my way, baby. Let's have it. You know, you know who it's gonna be. You know who it's gonna be. Oh no. Here we go. It is the Beast Boss. Hello, friends. Due to the recent ownership disputes, my lawyers have advised that I stop using my normal intro for these things. As such, the council is currently working hard to come up with a better one. In the meantime, I've had a word with Hoobie's boss, and he's given me a hot take to share with you all. My hot take is as follows. While Chris Chibnall was a decent showrunner, his writing in the show was rather rubbish. If you require any more clarification from me, then I'll respond in the Who's There Discord that everyone listening should join, because there's awesome places like the Beast Boss's Simp Club, with awesome people like Saul Goodman himself, someone named Zoe who is very based, and also someone who is probably playing Persona 5. But that's all I've got for you today. I'm Pod Beast Boss saying, Alon Z, boys. Alon Z to you. Alon wow. Z. Yeah, so right. we, we had all of that, but the the hot take itself, I think, was that Chibnall was a good showrunner, but not a good writer. Mm. What do you think about that? Do you think he was right about that one? Well, that's all right then. That's all right then. <laughs> what um, do showrunners do? That's all right. Then. <laughs> we we just all right then, okay? Um, Is that going to be our new bit for season yeah. three? Just well, that's all right then. <laughs> well, that's all right then. That's good. I want yeah. on a t-shirt. I like that. Oh, yeah, oh, mm. t-shirts. Mm. You say? Oh, well, that's that's, that's, mm. that's, mm, that's discussion for later. Don't Soon. we can't tease? Okay, we can't tease people too much. I I disagree. I think his writing is weaker than Russell's and Stephen Moffat's. I would I would say that definitely. But I don't think I think rubbish is far worse than he deserves. Yeah, rubbish. I, I don't, rubbish is no. harsh, but yeah, I definitely think in terms of standout scripts, uh there were there there weren't too many that really stood out to me in the Chibnall era that he penned, but there were still standout scripts. So just the fact that those exist, I don't think makes him a rubbish writer. 
And I think the showrunner role, it's the showrunner role is an interesting one because I think Russell. Because you want it. Well, because I, I want it. And I don't know mm. how I would personally uh, approach <laughs> it in terms of the, the persona. I feel like mm. Russell is like very loud and vocal and very direct to the audience as to what he's going to do, what his intentions are with the show. Moffat kind of felt more secretive uh he did you know a lot of interviews a lot of hype and stuff but i think chibnall took that broad church approach and was like i'm going to be incorrect like no one is there's going to be no plot leaks there's going to be uh nothing leaked from the set and you're going like going to go into this with a brand new fresh perspective and i can respect each one of those approaches i don't know if there's necessarily a right one but does that secretive approach make him a better showrunner i don't know i couldn't tell you Mm. I like how but, the question is about his writing, but you change it to showrunning because you're just angling well, for the job. Well, the, 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 yes, well, correct. I need to yeah <laughs> put my put myself out there. If you're new to but, the podcast, Crispy wants to be the showrunner of Doctor Who. Yeah, that's the goal. So if, if we can get on the phone to John BBC, we can make that happen. Yeah, by episode 300, hopefully. Uh, I will. Yeah, it might take some time to get it going. Mate, this is episode 92. Episode 300 will be about four years from now. I think maybe maybe I should... Um, what do you think of the 16th doctor yeah i should i should kind of say now on the podcast that like for when they make the documentary about how i became showrunner and they need to like cut to some clips for the documentary so i'm just gonna yeah. cut they're cutting to that right now Gosh, help me my... crispy's trapped me in my room i can't get out no don't don't cut to help that me. clip he has don't the keys to... they're in australia no. i can't get out please someone go and get them out of, away from him so i can get out of this room uh uh next, next i miss caller. the feeling of outside i miss the fresh air on my face and the touch of the grass beneath my toes oh my gosh next caller next caller we have a caller oh, okay. from for, right. from from jeremy duncan jeremy what okay. have you got for us here we go here we go hello troy hello crispy i've been a listener of who's there a doctor who podcast for i think mm, since episode 10 and I really love it. It's my favorite Doctor Who the podcast. Episode. I love the episodes where y'all go off the rails and y'all just uh, sink into a delirium. Those are the best. Anyway, my hot take is that David Tennant was better as the 14th Doctor than he ever was as the 10th. He wears the weight of the character a lot better. He has this human intensity and emotion about him. And he also has more of a connection to the people around him as the 14th Doctor. And I think a lot of this is due to the acting experience David Tennant got right around the tail end of his time in Doctor Who to when he came back. And I am mainly referring to Hamlet. Hamlet and any other Shakespearean thing that he's been in, like Richard II, they really helped him hone his craft. I, I feel as though that has to be what it is, because even if you look at David Tennant in series two and then you look at him in the end of time, you see a noticeable improvement. And that's not just with, um, you know, that's not just with him being Doctor Who and getting gradually better, although that did happen. But there was a massive spike of improvement after he did the 180 consecutive shows of Hamlet uh, before uh, the specials. But, yeah, no. Uh, tell me if you agree or if you disagree. Wow. Good take. For the Good inevitable take. YouTube show that we made out of this, I hope that at least 20 seconds of that is me just like silently cheering that, that hot take. It will because be. Because you could not be more correct with that. 14, that's the reason that 14 might be my new favourite Doctor. I've said this already because... Of all just time. Had, of all time. Sorry. Wow, that's a hot Sorry. take, Troy. 
I really, I, I liked what David Tennant did in those three episodes. Just spoke to me on a very deep level that I like. I don't know. It felt like the Thames Doctor, but way more in tune with his emotions, and there was just something about that. Where in my brain, I fight between like ten and twelve ish for who's the better Doctor. Seeing ten, but with like more to his character, was like right. That's enough to tip it over for me. Yeah, it wouldn't no, like fourteen on his own. I don't it. think would stand above, but because fourteen is basically a better ten, it's like fourteen's peak. He he yeah, succeeds yeah. <laughs> because he stands on the shoulders of what came before. Yeah, look, I mean, David Tennant was already a ten, but now he's just like a fourteen. You know, now he's a tenant. Now he's like, oh, mm. very good. Shake mm. shake hands there, sir. Well right, done. There you go. Good there you job. Go. There Thank you. Go. you. There you go. But um, yes, I completely agree. The Shakespeare angle is interesting. He's doing I, Macbeth no, right now. So should he do more Doctor Who after that? Yeah, he's doing oh, it right now with uh, Jumbo, I think her name is. They'll have to cut live at the National Television Awards and say that when Doctor Who returns in, in 2024, yeah, yeah, it will not it be, be with me. Be, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think David is like a world-class actor. He really is. And he has been so iconic in so many roles. And I think like there, there's i mean there's a lot of actors to that caliber out there but david Tennant is a unique case and i think we're very fortunate to have him in doctor who and i think with 14 a lot of us were surprised that it wasn't just repeating 10 and he wasn't going well mm. well every like five seconds well, and well. yeah al on z and all that's like there was a a depth there was a gravitas to his performance a mavitas mavitas, sorry my bad (laughs) gosh that's good but i i i think 14 better than 10 uh performance wise yes iconic ability wise maybe not but performance wise for sure i'll give it that what do you mean by iconic ability wise well i think the 10th doctor is such a staple of the show and i think in 20 30 years when people think of david tennant as the doctor they will still think as the 10th doctor that yes that's that's all icon status goes to the 10th doctor better performance 14th doctor that's my take i yeah yeah it's the same person david tennant's so like great (laughs) you're quite wise crispy thank you I call Crispy professional for a reason. Oh, okay. I thought it, I thought it was. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of another word that begins with pro, so I can make a really funny joke. Bear with me. Um, mm. um, I've got one in my head, but I can't say it. Say it, then cut it out. Okay. Next caller. Uh, this is from Doctor Master. Here we go. Gosh damn it. Episode one, Troy. Episode one back. That can't be in, can it? We'll get copyrighted. Oh, I'll distort it. But we just got rickrolled. Oh, Oh, jeez Louise. Okay. We're not not happy. No, No. we're not not having that. Okay, you know know what? what? I I happen to know that Dr. Master is a very big uh, 13 and uh, River Song fan. I remember Mm -hmm. her saying in live chats in the past that, that she wanted that to happen. Do you know what? It didn't happen because of you doing that. It oh, distorted wow. back in the time space continuum. Oh, you Rick Rowling was the reason 13 or ever never met. Hope you're proud of yourself. Next caller. Next uh, caller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, regular listener of the show, Minu Sitch. Let's see what's happening here. Let's have a listen. Here's my hot take. Series 8 of Doctor Who is one of the strongest series that the show has ever had. There's only really two bad episodes, Kill the Moon and In the Forest of the Night. We know how Crispy feels about that one. Every other episode is at least good. There's a lot of underrated gems in there. Mummy on the Orient Express, The Caretaker, and Time Heist, just to name a few. You've also got Dark Water and Death in Heaven, which is an incredible and fun and freaky 
an emotionally destroying finale. It's also Peter Capaldi's first series as the Doctor, and the Twelfth Doctor is beloved by fans, so it's the start of an amazing tenure. Clara is also expanded on amazingly from Series 7B. She's now a teacher, and she's going out with Danny Pink, who's a really fun recurring character throughout the series. You've also got the introduction of Missy, my favourite incarnation of the Master, who has one of the greatest redemption arcs in the history of television, I think. Wow. Okay. I think that Series 8 is maybe one of the more underrated ones, but the best of the modern run? I don't know, man. I don't know. Mate, look, Minisitch, you've been listening since episode one. I know you have, so I I don't want to be that guy. But you made the statement that if you don't count the two duds, every other episode is at least good. Are you seriously telling me there are no other seasons that fit the bill better than that statement? Oh my gosh, you're about to get lawyered by Troy. That's not good. <laughs> All right, Marshall. Series four, man. Objection. I mean, if you want to pick out, like, what are you going to say? What, Unicorn and the Wasp was a bit weak? You're wrong, by the way. I don't know, don't know how that's an unpopular, a popular opinion, but it's I wrong. I love that episode. The Doctor's Daughter. I mean, I've said to you, if I was to think of an episode that's probably like the weakest, I picked that one. But every time I watch it, I'm like, no, this is great. This is a good episode. That's one mm. of the most emotional David Tennant moments in like the whole show. Like, it's it's class. That easily, I know he said one of the best, so there's one season, fine. But, like, think think about you, Crispy, Series 6. Like, how yeah. many episodes in that series would you say are duds? Stop. Don't. Uh, am I bringing Do you bo- see my am point? I, am I being brought to the witness stand right now? You are. My goodness. You are. Okay. The, the, the stand calls Crispy Prime. Okay. Should I put some, like, lawyer music behind this? If you want to do the editing work, get Chris yeah. Bethany's now, by the way, because he's, he's yeah. shorts, man. He's taking the job yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm in my wheelchair. I'm being wheeled out. <laughs> Remember when I used to edit? That's nice, Grandpa. Back into the retirement home. All right, Troy. Troy, t- take me to court here. Take me to court right now. I'll You're worship like a dog at the shrine of your... Oh, that's no, church. Never mind. That's church. Go proceed so I could we could do the the courtroom drama scene. What am I asking? I don't know. You're the judge. I, I didn't train you're, 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 you're questioning me about series six. Mr. Crispy Pro, were you in the recording session on the night of the 11th of January, 2024? Yes, sir, I believe uh, I was. And in that recording session, did you hear a message from Minusich about Series 8 being one of the best series of Doctor Who? M- yes, I did. Okay, uh, turn to page 13 in your transcript, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. You can see a quote from Minusich, which reads, If you remove In the Forest of the Night and Kill the Moon, every other episode is at least good. This was part of his justification for Series 8 being one of the best series. Crispy, I ask you to turn your attention to the sixth series of the popular British sci-fi series, Doctor Who. Think about the episodes contained within it. Remember, you are under oath. Hmm. Which episodes in Series 6, if any, would you consider to be duds? I would... um, Sorry, I'm just sweating a bit. Um, I I would have to say that it's it's a perfect series for me but if i had to choose it would be uh closing time and the curse of the black spot are probably two that i revisit the least thank you your honor okay and would you say that every other episode is at least good yes okay and last question one more okay is this world protected no one more question (laughs) yeah one more question can you name any other series where either there are two or less duds, in your personal opinion. If there are, list them, please. I think so. Series 3. Series 7. Series 9. Series 10, 11, 12, and 13. 
I meant two or less studs. Oh. But by that logic, there's still quite a few that have less studs. There you go. This is my, it's my first day, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I, I have trained purely on watching Law and Order UK. Um, so but basically my point, let's let's step out of the courtroom. There you go. The verdict mm. is that the, oh. the hot take is bad. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's the verdict. The jury decided it. Oh, hang on. What's, what's that? What's that piece of paper? It's, it's a magic trading card, but ignore that. Uh, we, the ladies and jury, gentlemen of the jury, have found a verdict upon which we were all agreed. Minusich, despite being a very loyal listener of Who's There Doc 2 podcast, has terrible opinions. Wow, that's really mean for the jury to say that. Crazy. So, you're so harsh to our loyal fans. I know, I can't believe that, Jury. How dare you? Oh, I personally would gosh. say it's an absolutely horrific take. I think you should have been ruder. No. No. No, I, I, I think it sounds to me like he has a very personal soft spot. I think and underrated so fine. fine. I agree. I agree. Is there some great episodes in there? There's some great Compaldi moments. I love his scene with the Marvel's villain, Darben, <laughs> in the TARDIS. No, with uh, oh, Jenny yeah. Blue and in Into the Dalek, where, where she, he's like, she's like, you know, you will take me to. No, not, not like that. Not like that. Get it right. Like, he's got a good energy from the start. So I appreciate that. I get that. And I, I do think there's no argument to be made that Series 8 Compaldi is better than Series 9. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think. I think is Series that, 10 is, is his your final form, and it's amazing. Mm. But I think and there's an argument to be made for Series 8 Capaldi. So I will I will give you um, uh, uh, um, um, a, a TBD six. on that hot oh, okay. take. <laughs> okay, because yeah. I, I agree and disagree. Okay, I, I'm, I'm with it. And I'm all for pe- you, you being a fan of a less popular series because as we've made very clear in court today that I'm a big fan of Series 6 and that is mm-hmm. not everyone's favorite series. So Menu Sitch, mm-hmm. I respect it. I'm sorry that the, the jury was so harsh on you, but please know, do, really do call mean. again sometime, please. Thank you. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> if you take all the first letters of the members of the jury, it spells R-E-D-A-R-C-H-E-R-L-I-V-E. What does that What does that spell? Oh, my gosh. It spells Troy's Pandorica. thoughts. Oh, <laughs> Pandorica. <laughs> I stay relevant. You go, oh, you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't tempt me. I'm going to do a Baldur's Gate 3 video. That'll be out by the time this comes out. Go and watch my Baldur's Gate 3 video on Troy's thoughts. Thank you. But Crispy. first, Troy, you need. You, yes. I need your hot take. What What are we... Well, the problem you, is, I, I was going to say the 14th Doctor's better than the 10th, and I haven't oh. given my brain any time to think of anything better. So to process. Do, 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 processing. Do, 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 do. I'm going to say, Crispy. Yes, mate. In fact, you know what? It's a take I've had before. I'm going to stand by it because I, I rewatched the episode within the last month or so and I still stand by it. The greatest Christmas special of Doctor Who is Voyage of the Damned. And I know it's a hot take because most people say Christmas Carol. And you know what? I am nothing if not a crowd follower. No, I'm not that. I'm nothing if not a unique thinker. I'm sorry, Troy, could you please be uh, brought to the witness stand? No. Okay, court is over. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, call me to the stand. What are your questions? Troy Red Archer Life at uh, 9.05am on the uh, 12th of January 2024. Did you make the statement that Voyage of the Dam was the best Christmas special? No, I did not. I made the statement at 23.05 p.m. on the 11th of January, 2024, GMT. Jury, as the witness is clearly mocking, there are time zone differences between (laughs) Australia and the UK. Please abstain. Okay, Troy. This joke is an abstain on the episode. I think that A Christmas Carol is better. Okay. 
And oh, of course. Listen to him. And He's with court. the crowd. He's a sheep. And of course. Look at you wearing a lot of wool, you sheep. Bah. Oh my. I've never been barred at like that. You're barred <laughs> like from the court, that. mate. You're barred from you the mean, court. Hang on. What do you mean, like that? Have you been barred at seductively before or something? Let's let's find another caller. Oh, bad. Let's Crispy find another. Bad. <laughs> this is not a bit. This is not a bit. It is now. It is now. Troy, we have two callers here that I haven't, like, these are new. These are fresh in the inbox. So, so should we pick one of them to finish this episode off? Yeah. Okay. Which well, you want, Charlie? This All could right, be risky. Hang on, I got a coin. I, I know, I know. Sticking on the theme of Baldur's Gate 3, I have a D20. So, Crispy, if the yeah. dice lands on 1 to 10, we go for the bottom caller. If it lands mm-hmm. on 11 to 20, we go for the top caller. Fair Let's enough. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, wow. 17. Okay. Go for the top caller. Charlie, Let's see what it take is. is. Here we go. Hello, lads. Um, hope we're both doing all right on this fine uh, day today. Uh, just a quick uh, sort of hot take for you here. I think out of the RTD error and obviously the Stephen Moffat error of all the companions combined, I think that Clara is personally the worst one. Um, I didn't really care for her because I knew she was sort of the bridge between uh, sort of doctors. I know you could say the same for Rose, but for me, I didn't really attach that quickly to her and her mannerisms. Um, or Danny Pink, for that instance. I'm not going to include the Chibnall error for obvious reasons. Um, Sorry about that, Troy, but yeah. Uh, and I've just had to say, um, well done on the podcast, love it, listen to it every week. And if you had to pick a worst companion, well, not worst, but least favourite, because obviously we all like them, but uh, if you had to pick one from the Russell T. Davies to Stephen Moffat era, who would it be? Cheers. Bye-bye. Right, why am I catching strays? Why am I the one who's getting singled it's... out with the, oh, Troy won't like the Chibnall? Crispy, you like the Chibnall era, don't you? I do. I don't think I'm as fond of it as you. And I think you are very proudly label yourself as a Chibnall sympathiser. I'm just like a, <laughs> a casual Chibnall enjoyer. Um, yeah, but, but are you not also deeply distra- distressed by his very confident mis-inclu- mis- failure to include the Chibnall era? Well... He was purely saying in the uh, RTD Moffat era that Clara was his least favourite companion, which I think is a hot take. I think is quite the hot take. But I don't know who... Oh, I get it. He didn't want to say all three eras because rhyme would be too easy of an answer. I, I think, get it now. I think that's correct. because he, he did ask us who's our least favourite out of... Uh, like all of them, I guess. He, knows. he in, said he in listens. That era. So it would have to be, yeah, it. Brian. Um, well, that's all right then. Well, that's all right then. Very that's well right, put. Then. Troy, <laughs> Clara, bad companion, worst companion no, in those not. first no, two she's eras. Not. No, she's what, not. No, she's what not. What do you think? Who is then? I, I have appreciated Jenna Coleman since she was in Emmerdale, so you're not going to hear me give, giving her any kind of disrespect. All right? Okay. She's a good actress, and she was mm-hmm. great in Doctor Who. I think people sometimes just don't like Clara because she got a bit too doctory, but I appreciate that in her character. So, sorry. As did I, I think. Um, but to answer your question of least favourite companion from 2005 to 2017... That's tough. Hmm? That's tough. Um, we're talking main series companion. Like you can't, We can't just pick some random person that was in the TARDIS for one episode and pass it off as a, as a gag, can we? And it's um, Adam, everyone. It's Adam's Adam's the worst companion of all time. Look, uh, Troy, can I give you a hot take as to who I think is the worst companion? Yeah, go on. If I had to pick 
out of those companions without including Chibnall's, it would probably have to be Rose because I didn't buy the the love story. I mean, it's great. It is fun. But if it's Romeo, like... Da, 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 da. I don't know the lyrics. And that's all I really know. Talk to David right, in a parallel universe. It's a love oh. story. Oh. And I'm stuck behind a wall. Damn, that's really sad. Mm. Rose yeah. Tyler. Okay. I, d- I don't have the budget for special effects. No. So I just wheel my chair backwards. I actually don't know. I... I kind of was thinking of saying Rose, but I just really like Rose, so I don't know if I could do that. Do you know what? I'm gonna be a bit of a cop out and I'm gonna say Rory. Because he's Ooh. not he was he was a main companion, but he also wasn't, so I feel like he's an easier one to go for. Yeah, Even though fine. I love Rory, I love Arthur Darville. I'm really yeah, sorry that was that fantastic. I don't like that. Yeah, no, we have to make I the say tough Bill. Decisions. I don't want to say Bill, because I no. really like Bill. I think Bill is like top tier for me. Top tier for me. But hey, Troy. Yeah. I how how hot is it in your room right now? Because those were some pretty hot takes today. My room's always hot, mate. My room is always hot because it's Red Archer. Because of tech in here, to be fair. Whenever like, like let's say it's a side note, but whenever my mum's in work, she's always like, "You can put the heat on if you get cold." I'm like, "I don't need to." Like no. this room is a self-generating <laughs> sauna. Like she will come home and she'll be like, "Why haven't you put the heat on?" I'm like, "Have you been in my room? It's roasting. I don't yeah. need it. I'm saving this money." Absolutely <laughs> roasted. Absolutely so, roasted. The right question now. is, is it hotter than normal? And yes, because mm. I'm sat in here. Oh. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Right, I'm muting you. Okay. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming back to the rebooted Who's There Doctor Who podcast. Assuming mm. you did come back. Paul, we missed you. We really yeah, missed Paul, you. We hope you you're well. We hope you're well. well. Welcome back to the podcast with a fresh plan. Mm, yeah, we're going to... A podcast with a pre-discussed, properly prepared plan. For the first time. With precision time. <laughs> and perfection. Oh my god! So many p words, fantastic. F- with a ph, with fantastic. a ph at the start, yeah, very good, very, very. <laughs> well, that's good. all right then. Well, that's all right then. But yes, I hope you all enjoyed uh, us coming back. We'll be back weekly now. We're we're we back. Will be. We're we're going to be in your sub box. We're going to be on your your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts. Love you guys. On the new day of Tuesdays, we should have mentioned that earlier. But oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're back on Tuesdays because apparently that's a better day to release. If it doesn't work, we can go back to the regular schedule because we can adapt, improvise, adapt, overcome. Am I right? Mm, amen. Next week, what are we talking about, Crispy? I think uh, we'll we'll have to see because there's many topics we can talk about with the callers, but mm. I think. I would like to chat to you about By Generation or Ooh. the Series 1 trailer. It's going to have to be something new. Oh. There we isn't could... a Series 1 trailer, Crispy. Season 1, my goodness gracious me. No, no, it's not Season 1. Series 14? That's better. Thank uh, you very, very much. Good. <laughs> so until next week's episode, whatever it may be, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for listening to Episode 92, Season 3, Episode 1 of Who's There? A Doctor Who podcast. Woo! With a Yay! plan. Podcast with the player, baby. So until next time, whatever the topic may be, it is goodbye from Mr. Crispy. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. See you all next week. Alon Z, baby. Alon Z! Alon Z!